702. The UK Report with Adam Gilchrist. Seven minutes to eight. The UK Report is brought to you by eWallet Pro from FNB Business. FNB, how can we help you? A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorised FSP and credit provider. Morning to you, uh, Adam. Did you hear the Irish joke about the government that didn't want to accept 13 billion rands, a gift <laughs> horse in the mouth? It could only happen with Ireland. And yet that's what's happened. Oh, it's extraordinary. Uh, you've, you've actually uh, downgraded their penalty, by the way. It's 13 billion euros. Which euros? Is 210, Sorry, yes. Yeah, 210 billion rand, which is, uh, is a hefty amount. Of course it is, but it isn't extraordinary. Um, yeah, we're talking tax. Please don't turn off. <laughs> but still, <laughs> the much maligned European Commission has decided that they want to do something about the mega companies who play games with tax law. Um, admittedly, they are perfectly legal games, but nonetheless, they've carried out a three-year investigation and the EU's EC, as it were, the European Commission, has told Ireland that Apple owes them that amount, 13 billion euros, 210 billion rand, roughly speaking, 20 billion dollars. I mean, it's a huge amount. The European Commission says you cannot give tax benefits to selected companies. And in two years, for instance, Apple paid 1% on its European profits all channeled through Ireland on, in one year. In another year, they paid 0.005% tax on their profits. You kind of think, hang on, could you or I do that? 0.005%? <laughs> well, we can only do that, it seems, if we're Apple or Greek, I think would be the other thing. The rate in Ireland, by the way, is 12.5%. So why isn't Apple paying that? European Commission says they should be. So both Apple and Ireland say they don't agree with the penalty and they will appeal and have of course they do, because it suits Ireland to have the money uh, flowing through, albeit, you know, it's a huge amount, but they're paying a tiny a bit of tax. Apple, of course, doesn't want to do it. But frankly, Ireland, Luxembourg and the Netherlands especially have unlevel tax playing fields. And the whole point about the European Union is to be a level playing field. And frankly, it's about time this happened. Of course, how you enforce that, how you get them to actually cough up the dosh to a country that doesn't want it is a tricky bit. And if you've left the EU, maybe you might decide to take an, uh, you know, a leaf out of their book and, and, and cut the tax to get right. all those jobs and factories in. Notting Hill Carnival under threat. I thought that was all sorted out now. Well, uh, each year there are always problem areas. I mean, frankly, if you stick several hundred thousand people in anywhere, um, there are going to be some people who fall over and hurt themselves and there are going to be a couple of nutters and all that sort of stuff. But this year's famous slash infamous Notting Hill Carnival was the 50th. So, you know, technically it's still going strong. But there were problems and four people stabbed, 43 others injured, eight police officers hurt. The police saying that they were used as professional punch bags, apart from the eight who were actually hurt. 454 arrests, which is the most number for 10 years. There are two question marks that are doing the rounds. Number one, should the whole thing be cancelled? I can't quite see that. I mean, there is a... I think, a positive side, although I confess carnivals do kind of leave me cold a bit. But number two, could it be moved to a more, well, to a safer, more self-contained area? Of course, the deal with Notting Hill is all open streets and lots of accesses and tube stations and buses, and it's a tricky thing to police, all right? And people scarper, and then afterwards you get pickpockets and so forth. But maybe move it into Hyde Park. Lots of fences, easier to police and so forth. It wouldn't be the Notting Hill Carnival, but Mm. an interesting thought. Interesting thought indeed. And both our cricket teams winning. This is extraordinary. But you've you've broken records, eh? Lots of them. 
it was an extraordinary match and um, I think it's the turnaround in particular that's so impressing us that 18 months ago England were just pants at one day cricket and in the World Cup I think we beat I think we uh, lost to Bangladesh and only just about beat Scotland it was it was bad it was really bad and here we are 18 months later and England have posted the highest ever one day international cricket score I think South Africa had about three of the top four before but mm. 444 for three which is just an astonishing target. We, it's not that long ago. I seem to remember 250-odd was thought to be yes. a, you know, a sound <laughs> score. This included the highest ever ODI score for England from Alex Hales, the fastest ever ODI half-century from Joss Butler, the record number of sixes. And it, again, the turnaround is being praised. England have also won the series against Pakistan now as well. And uh, I, do you know what I'm going to have to do here? I'm going to have to say well done to an Australian, our coach Trevor Bayliss. He absolutely has taken them, shaken them and made them a proper team it's extraordinary absolutely thanks very much indeed adam gilchrist from the uk